Welcome to the Unlock Philippines podcast, your once or twice weekly informational podcast on all things lockdown management related. We hope to help you get through what you need to get through so we can keep it together while we social distance apart. I'm Jet Akuzar. I'm based in the Philippines. And I'm Jantina Fong Nigaman. That's N-I-G-G-E-M-A-N-N, a Filipina based in Hong Kong, and we are your hosts. In this episode, we thought it would be timely to do a sneak peek of our pandemic segment, where Jed and I just sit down for a lighthearted chat as two friends separated by many miles, simply trying to catch up in these crazy times. Since we're going to speak to Audrey, who is pregnant in the time of COVID, it might be nice to start off on a light note and talk about baby names, specifically the very interesting baby name that Elon Musk and Grimes came up, which is XAE. A dash twelve musk. Do you think that the nickname is going to be Musky? I have no idea. It's a fairly musky name. <laughs> when I get into that, I you know I, I googled what his other kids kind of you know fairly conventional names. They have names like Damian, Griffin, Saxon, Kai. I mean you know not not exactly run of the mill, but fairly conventional because. Um, X E E I E I O. It's a fairly unconventional name, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Been some sort of discussion on how, obviously, like everyone is baffled as to how to pronounce this name. I know you kind of read an article. Can you share that article that you read about sort of the explanation of this name? Well, see, I still don't know how to pronounce it, but the article that I read was on the Guardian, and it was on um, the meaning of the name. So maybe we start with the meaning. <laughs> Can we move on to how it is that we pronounce it? Okay. So they um they reference a tweet that she posted on her like on her personal Twitter account. And so X means the unknown variable. AE means my elven spelling of AI as in love or artificial intelligence. A minus twelve is equals <laughs> Precursor to the SR-17, our favorite aircraft. No weapons, no defenses, just speed. Great in battle, but nonviolent. Plus A equals Archangel, my favorite song. And then it has two emojis of crossed swords and a mouse. And it says Metal Rat. It's, it's an acronym, basically. <laughs> Right. Um, it's like an I don't know, like a nerdy elfin acronym. It's an acronym. Of some sort. Yeah. It's a and cipher. Yes. <laughs> there is an air of of sort of intellectual superiority for you know kind of plebs like us who don't speak elfin, and um, you know they kind of present this name in a sort of form. It's a sort of formulaic name, right? Like it's almost the the answer to um some sort of math question like a panacea of some sort <laughs> or the name of a program that's gonna yeah. like, save humanity <laughs> but I, uh, I feel like this is very um so I don't know Grimes I don't know her music I looked her up I was baffled by the whole thing um but mm. I feel like maybe this is this is right up her alley just looking at what she 
looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's unconventional indeed. Like, I mean, the choice of a name is unconventional. And it's just kind of, I mean, I really don't mean to be mean. And this is just a personal opinion. But like, the name is quite strange in Grimes and Elon's world. I feel like strange is something that they sort of embrace. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's celebrity that's the celebrity world celebrity names like i don't know blue ivy i guess that's not mm-hmm. so strange anymore funny you mention it because gwyneth paltrow um posted a tweet today and she wrote or actually sorry it wasn't a tweet it was responding to an instagram post um by InStyle about the baby's unusual name and she wrote to chris martin i think we got beat for the most controversial baby name and surprisingly her baby name was not so weird it was apple which maybe in the U.S. is very strange, but in the Philippines, like, I think yeah, I, I know, know a, a couple apples, of people yeah. named, named Apple or Apples, right? Right. I mean, I think we spoke about this earlier today. I'm, you know, I feel like I have a strange name. Um, Jet is not exactly your kind of front-of-the-mill, um, you know, it's not a Mary Sue, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank God for that. No, but I wish I had a kind of more traditional name. My kids have traditional Filipino names. They will make no sense to anyone who wasn't Filipino. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just kind of, there are times that I wish I had kind of, you know, a more kind of normal name like Penelope or Monica or <laughs> Lily or whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm looking obviously at all these names that are popping up on the yeah. Daily Mail's feed. <laughs> I mean, l- let me tell you, as someone named Jantina, like a name that people can often not spell nor pronounce. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I married someone whose last name is Nigaman. I mean, it's, can you imagine making restaurant reservations? <laughs> like, I just use Fong here in Hong Kong because obviously it's Cantonese. But um, I still use my, my maiden name, though, in a lot of things. I haven't changed it on my passport. It's like the same name. Ah, so you haven't legally changed Neither have I. No, it's super complicated. I, like, looked it up. Like, And you were telling me about, kind of, like, the legalities of some names, right? That there's, like, even, like, you're not sure if the name A, A, X, A, E, whatever, is even going to be allowed, right? Well, that's true, actually. So, I ended up looking up um, baby name laws because I was wondering if this if this was legal in the u.s because so there are no laws for first names for babies in the philippines um and in the u.s it changes um rather it varies between the states but like in other countries like they're they're quite strict about names so like in denmark you have to choose um a name from a list of seven thousand approved baby names according Mm. to the cnn article and in germany you they have a few rules, of course, because they're German, they have to expound on the rules. It's like really complicated. So one, you must be able to tell the gender of the child by the first name. Uh-huh. Two, the name chosen must not negatively affect the well-being of the child. Uh-huh. Um, so like, you know, you can't name your child Adolf or Gubble or something <laughs> like that. So that's it's like a- completely it's- not allowed. That's a whole other Adolf law, like- I think. Adolf no, it's isn't not allowed? It's a- no, it's completely not allowed. Adolf is not an allowed name in Germany. No. But what if, like, that was, like, your... The, the, the thing is that you can't name your child Adolf Hitler. Right. Johnson, you know, or something, if you lived in Germany. Well, I guess right. your last name wouldn't be Johnson if you lived in Germany. Um, but 
okay so sorry <laughs> let me just return to the, the okay, cool, germany cool. thing um and also you cannot use last names or the names mm-hmm. of objects or products as first names so jet wouldn't be allowed oh yeah jet wouldn't be allowed because it's an object yeah and you can't it, it doesn't denote um gender Ooh, which really? is interesting now because gender is more fluid than ever i guess so i don't know yeah. how germany is gonna have to deal with that but it's interesting because you have to like apply for your child's name um, yeah and each time the office rejects it and you propose the name again you and you have to appeal the decision and you have to pay mm. so it can get quite costly if you're really pushing for the name jet maybe in, <laughs> <laughs> in germany to be fair it's not my my sort of passport name but still um <laughs> I tried changing it, I think, sometime in, in, in school. Because I just kind of was like, I really don't like to be kind of called this inanimate object. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of thing. And I just, I think I tried to change it like once or twice. But I just couldn't even respond. Even if that was like the, my passport name, I tried to change it to. And um, I just wouldn't respond to it. But to be fair, um, Jet is actually like my parents' sort of initials. That they've sort of mixed mm-hmm. in together, Yeah. And they have the most normal, lovely names. My father is called Jerry, and my mother is called Tess. Mm-hmm. And why I couldn't have just been a Tess Junior, <laughs> or like a Tessa, Tessa, yeah. you know, like would have Tessie. been, like, yeah, so much, so much easier, I think. But, um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, there are worse names. And I don't mean uh, to be yeah, judgy, <laughs> but in the Philippines, where we can get pretty creative with what we name children there have been a lot of babies named after COVID-19 I'm not surprised yeah like so I'm reading an article on Manila Bulletin and they're saying that in Bacolod City there was first a child called COVID Marie and then now another baby called John COVID has been born sort of in the Visayas region as well which is so interesting. Okay, so I'll give you an explanation of John Covid, whose father is a frontliner, mind you. He says mm-hmm. that he chose to give his son this name, John Covid, because John meant that God was gracious and merciful. And he thanked the Lord for keeping them safe and their baby from COVID-19. But I'm, I'm not quite sure. It doesn't okay. really explain why he's decided to name his child COVID-19. It's a pretty good PR move, though, I have to say. It's a great kind of national baby announcement. <laughs> can you imagine that on the playground? I mean, can I you imagine if your name on the playground was like bubonic plague I know, or SARS so or, or like, measles, um, right? Or, yeah, or Ebola. Mopox. Oh, God. <laughs> and like kids are so mean, you know, like kids, kids yes. will, will, will say that, you know, oh, you have cooties. And, you know, that's just a cooties. What if you've got, like, plague? What I mean, if you've you got know, COVID? No like, one's going to play with you. Or they could say, you are cooties. And that would be true, because <laughs> that was their name, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like naming your kid cootie, basically. Yeah, basically. I really wish that, you know, kind of, we didn't name our children th- these sorts of names. Because it's almost offensive to the victims of these sorts of diseases, don't you Actually, think? Actually, I, ha- I had not thought of that. I have to say, I hadn't thought of that. Like, it's great that you're having mm-hmm. a baby and you're all safe and well and 
and stuff but what about the people who haven't had that experience during this time it's not you know it's not very sensitive i think but uh, but that's just me i mean i suppose their intention is good anyway and well at least it's legal for them i mean we don't even <laughs> know if elon musk's baby name is actually legal in the state of california um so obviously i'm not a lawyer but i'm a person on the internet so I looked it up and the California state laws state that derogatory or obscene names are banned in California. Only the 26 characters of the English alphabet are allowed, which rules out umlauts and others. Pictographs yeah. such as smileys or ideograms such as the thumbs up sign are specifically banned. God knows why they had to ban that. But I mean, if they don't allow umlauts or um, accents above letters, or like an Enya, for example. Mm-hmm. How how do they how are they allowing this AE? Or maybe is it not on the birth certificate? It's probably not. He's probably Jonathan on the birth certificate. <laughs> you think this is a big PR stunt? Philip, you know, like yeah, I mean <laughs> Philip Musk. <laughs> Philip Musk, you know, like I mean, to be honest, I think that um it's it's probably just kind of, you know, Grimes is the first time parent. She's just probably kind of like overwhelmed with joy and stuff. And also she says she's just gotten out of surgery. So I don't know how, how lucid she is because she's saying that she had a typo um, when she wrote the name. Because there's actually like a Billboard article that sort of showed how Elon and Grimes have had this sort of discussion because he sort, sort of corrects her like, something to do with like the fighter jet or whatever like she'd spelled it wrong or what but to be honest I mean even if Grimes wasn't coming out of you know kind of major surgery and childbirth it's I still think that it's pretty hard to spell a xae a dash 12 well I'm just gonna go with musky I'm gonna call yeah. him musky and that's and they haven't agreed, like, on how to, how to pronounce this, this child's name. Like, Grimes says that it's um, AI, like, the, the AE, kind of the Elvin, is, like, AI as in artificial intelligence. Wait, hold on. Elvin as in belonging like elves. to elves with, with the ears. Yes, Orlando Bloom in um, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, Grimes... <laughs> It's so ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's so hard for me to take this seriously. I know. It's I mean, and like it's it's crazy because she um, yeah, she basically says that um, that's how you pronounce the name, like as an AI. But he then goes on to say that it's pronounced the AE sort of symbol is pronounced as Ash on another podcast. Because he's asked how to pronounce it. So it's X and then Ash. I mean, what language is that in? I have no idea. <laughs> but I don't know if it's like, I don't know. I really don't know what, what's going through their heads. Why they've named their child this name. And <laughs> frankly, because I just don't understand it. And I don't think I'm open-minded enough. To kind of ever think that it's, it's, um, it's a permissible name. At least for any of my children anyway. But who knows? Maybe if I had married Elon Musk or Grimes... Um, <laughs> or Grimes, or Grimes. Hey, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible that like, if I had fallen in love with either of them, maybe my children would be, you know, whatever kind of all these <laughs> this acronym for yeah, yeah, yeah for greatness <laughs> yeah 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 yo.
Welcome to the Unlock Podcast, Audrey. We know that this is going to be a great episode. We are so excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. Hi. Whenever we talk about successful businesswomen who are in our sort of age range and generation, you're definitely among those on that list. And with Momzilla, Tropical, and the many business ventures that you have, it's easy to see why. Could you tell us a little bit about what makes your business successful, especially in light of the community quarantine? Well, I'm also really blessed with a really great team of people that I work with. Um, and a lot of them have been with me for a while now. So what what enabled me the most, this ECQ, was that a lot of them live with us. They live in-house. And, and because, like, they've been with me for so long, their heart is also there. Like, if you explain, to, I explain the situation to them. And they were working, like, seven, like, I was telling them, okay, just work on weekdays. And they were like, no, ma'am, we're going to work seven days a week, let's get these face shields out to people, let's help flatten the curve. And it even came from them, like they were even doing overtime, I'm like, no, just just go, like, um, go off now. And they're really like, no, we can do some more, we can do some more, we can send out some more. So it's really not just me, I it's, it's that I have a really great team of people that help me do these things. So yeah, we've been making face shields since the day, the first day of ECQ. And then we've been making um, PPEs now and we send them out to the hospitals, the smaller ones that don't get a lot of attention there. So because of the ECQ and like I'm pregnant now, so I was like, I, there's so many things that I can't get because there are some stores that are closed. And personally, I'm a little bit um, paranoid about using Lala Move and Grab because I don't know right now if their social distancing or if they're practicing proper hygiene. So I always have my driver go around asking him a lot about hygiene. Right, right. Called Personal Shopper, where we got all of our brands that sell just the essentials and um, gather all of those brands. And then we do it for you. So you can contact us and we'll, we'll con- we contact all the different brands, gather the stuff as safely as we can, and then deliver it to you. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That is incredible. Thank you. And like now we're preparing to we're preparing for the GCQ. So when that okay. happens, we'll also start accepting things that are non-essentials, like maybe educational toys. Oh, amazing. Just to help everyone shop a little bit more safely. Everything you guys do is fantastic. I wanted to ask how you came up with the idea to do Momzilla. Um, so actually our, our background there is that we really, we've been, we've been doing events for, I think, 12 years now. We started with fashion when we were young, like it, me and my partner, Kato, we were, I think like 12 years ago, we were so like into partying and fashion and everything. So we started bazaar, <laughs> and then we started getting married. And then we, so we launched another brand called Brides and Beyond. So we also do bridal fairs. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And then like... Incredible. After Brides and Beyond, we started getting married and having children. And so we started Momzilla. So it's like, we just started it because it was a need. We always felt like, like when we were getting married, we were like, I do not want to go to this bridal fair if I'm going to get harassed. Like, let's just make one that's more intimate, that's more comfortable to walk around in, where you can get the the suppliers that you want to talk to. And Mm. the same thing with Momzilla. We were like, 
okay, we need to find somewhere that's selling the stuff that we actually want to buy. Or like, I guess it's it is the occupation of a shopaholic. It's like, I want to buy all yes. things, but they're only sold online. I want to see them at, like in person first. So we invite all of these brands to come to one and then we shop from there. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what advice, and I'm sure you get asked this a lot. This is a very common sort of question that you get asked. Um, what advice can you give aspiring mom entrepreneurs, to borrow a term from Chris Kardashian? <laughs> what, what advice can you give mom entrepreneurs or aspiring mom entrepreneurs out there? I think it's so cliche, but it's so true. Just do something that you like doing and, um, and you'll never work a day in your life. Of course, I work every freaking day, but um, <laughs> I like what I do. So there, there are days that it's really stressful. It's really difficult. Um, there's always the business side of things, but at the end of the day, like I'm happy and I'm proud of what I do. So it's not like I'm dragging my feet through everything. Obviously I'm dragging my feet through like emails and accounting and like dealing with problems and logistics. But then at the end of it, there's like glitter <laughs> That's such a nice way to put it, Audrey. Um, And with that, we'll take a little break. Welcome to the second part of our interview with Audrey Pastelero, where she'll be talking about her pregnancy. She's 37 weeks pregnant and is due to give birth in the next few weeks. How have you managed your pregnancy given all the constraints of COVID-19? Well, my point of view always, like, well, right now is really that there's there's nothing we can do about this except for to stay home. We can do our best to help others, but the best thing I can do now is to help myself also. And, like, um, I, my point of view is just chill out. Like, mm. just relax and um, stay home with my family. Like, just, I just take this time now just to, really spend as much time as I can with my family and and um and in a scary time like this there's no room to stress out really because there's nothing we can do have you always had this sort of chilled out mentality have you always been this way I think so I think I've gotten through life just kind of chill like I'm not panicking yeah I'm not I'm not a panicker in light of this COVID-19 threat, what birthing options did you consider? Um, well, I'm, I'm not that brave. The option has only ever been going to the hospital. There's, every week, there's a new protocol. There's a new rule. So I haven't really been paying that much attention to it. Like, I'm just, I've just put all of my faith in my OB, in my ob in my doctors, and my pedia. Um, I trust that I am in great hands and I am their problem now. You know, it's so important to have the mentality that you have. That's why a lot of people are interviewing you right now. You're in such high demand because <laughs> it's very rare to see somebody. Yeah, not only are you 37 weeks pregnant, you're also making money. You're also doing charity. <laughs> you're connecting people. You're doing things. Um, I mean, it's really something to admire, you know, from from another person's perspective, it's incredible because I couldn't imagine being pregnant like you and doing these things because I'm not pregnant and I don't 
do nearly half as much as you do. My husband, <laughs> so, I mean, incredible. My husband says I just can't help it. Like, when I started doing the face shield thing, he was he was like, okay, you haven't been, we haven't been ECU for, like, a week yet, and you're already, <laughs> like, I thought you were going to relax. Like, I am relaxing at a small project. <laughs> and you are, like, full-blown. Incredible. I think that, you know, it relaxes you to be productive. I think it would stress you out to be sat at home doing nothing. Right? You would be miserable if you kind of just had to sit at home and had nothing to do. I aspire to be someone who does nothing at all, but I can't seem to do it. (laughs) How do you feel about going to a hospital to give birth? Um, Okay. I am a little bit... um, I get a little bit more anxious as the as the day might be coming soon, but I have prepared. I have a lot of PPEs on hand and face shields, and then, amazing. And I recently made face shields for my baby also. So um, I don't know. So cute. I'm honestly, I'm more afraid of the recovery than the contamination in the hospital. Um, I. I believe that the hospitals have been doing their best in trying to keep um, all the patients safe, especially in the maternity ward. And if I do catch it, I hope I don't, but I would I I hope you don't. They, they would have done their best. And um, I also am not, um, I don't have any pre-existing conditions and will definitely be um, quarantining ourselves for at least two weeks to keep away from all of our family members after the hospital. So hmm. I'm I I don't feel that afraid about going to the hospital. I'm afraid of the recovery cuz like here in Manila we're all very well taken care of and we're very spoiled um mothers after giving birth. We get to stay in the hospital for 4 to 5 days and they hmm. good care of us. And now we're only allowed to stay for one or two nights. And um the other part that I'm kind of anxious about is that my husband can't be in the delivery room anymore. So I won't have that support either. But other than that, I think I'm also pretty chill about that. Like, Would you have considered a home birth, like those water births at home? Definitely not. I need that girl. Fair enough. Me too. I just wanted to see if there was somebody... Do you know anyone who's done this I, within your... I have like a group of um, pregnant moms right now. And then one of them is is looking into doing a home birth. So she just got her bathtub. Um, she just fixed her bathtub and whatever to prepare for childbirth. And um, it's really brave of her. Um, and I really admire women who have the strength and courage to give birth without any um, medication. I just can't do it. Another protocol now is that at, on your 28th week, all, all moms have to go through a swabbing test and a chest x-ray. Did you do that? I haven't done it yet because my 38th week is next week. So I'm scheduled for right. next week. And then for those who are going to have like scheduled C-sections, they have to do that also the week before their, their scheduled time. And then they're required to just stay at home. But then again, aren't we already at home?
For the third part of our interview with Audrey, she talks about her plant parenthood and how she's able to take care of and grow and raise all of her plant babies. So, Audrey, please tell us a little bit about your plants. Okay, we need another hour. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, I have been a major plant tita now. Um, My hobby, I guess, is taking care of my plants and um, I'm, obs- I'm obsessed now with monsteras and I think it's really my calling because like as soon as the ECQ um, began all of my plants just started blooming and like pushing out new <laughs> and I can literally stare at them all day long and like go around the neck like for an hour and go back and be like this is what's different with this plant it lifted a little bit more <laughs> but, amazing but yeah like I have been pr- I've been been really productive in propagating my plants I've been reading up so much on it like people have been saying like I have such a green thumb I realize there's no such thing as a green thumb I just watch so much YouTube and read so much up on it that mm. learn so much also and I highly recommend plant parenting to everyone like it's really relaxing it's really fulfilling um, I can't meditate for the life of me I like if I sit there and try to meditate, my mind is going to wander and then I'm just going to like get distracted. Um, but when I deal with my plants, like my mind is completely quiet. All I'm thinking about is, oh, there's a new spot here. Oh, the light is nice. I mean, it really quiets my mind. It's amazing. I think that like, I mean, and I think it's because you're home. And as I was saying, you have like growth energy. <laughs> so because you're always home now, they just keep growing. What is the easiest plant to grow for people like me who are just really terrible at gardening and planting? What sort of, what's our, what's the best kind of beginner plant? I went straight into monsteras. Um, I, because the reason why I started with plants is because I was so obsessed with how a monstera looked and I loved it so much. So I personally feel like that's really easy, but maybe because I read up on it a lot, but they're pretty hardy succulents i i do not know how to take care of succulents um so people say succulents are easy starter plants but i only had experience with one and i find it very unfulfilling and slow um um, Hmm. my monsteras like i've already been able to propagate them because they always each leaf looks so different they have different holes they have different spots on them and what else is easy Heliconias are also quite easy, but those have to be outside hmm. because they have these beautiful large leaves that I can stare at all day long. They are beautiful. But again, mine, like, I think I planted like eight of them, maybe five survived. <laughs> or in Bougainvilleas also, it's like it's the classic plant. You kind of take it for granted growing up with all these Bougainvilleas around you. But when it's your hmm. own in your own home, it's like, it's a challenge, but it's it's very fulfilling also to have one crawling up your wall. Like, how did you get into plant parenting? Um, it really started with my obsession with monsteras. Like, I just found them so oh. pretty. And then I decided to get one. Then one wasn't enough. And then I got another one. And then every time I went to buy a new plant, I was like, okay, I think I want this one too. And then I was trying to bring life to our house. But then now from buying from our house having ornamental plants, it's just a little jungle down there. I think it's wonderful kind of what you've um, been doing at home. And 
all this growth that's happening around you, positive, happy growth that's happening around you. It's, it's, it's such, so inspiring to, um, to watch. And I really recommend people to follow you on Instagram because it really is such a wonderfully inspiring Instagram account that you have. Because, you know, when you're stuck at home, it's just like it feels like nothing is really happening. But when I see your plants, like, you know, when a leaf unfurls, it's quite dramatic. <laughs> And I, and I think that like, oh my gosh, things are still growing and life, life goes on and it, it's, it's so wonderful. And I wish I had th- that talent. Um, yeah, like kind of, I've been a plantita for like um, maybe two years now. So like I've been learning about each plant slowly. Like you get to, you get acquainted with them kind of like marriage or with your children. You get to know them <laughs> even better little by little. To end our interview, I always believe in ending things on a light and happy note because we've been laughing the whole way through this interview. You're such a wonderful energy. I wanted to ask what your take on humor is during COVID, the COVID-19 crisis. Do you think that humor is necessity or insensitivity? I definitely think that humor is a necessity. Like, we have to take everything with a grain of salt now. And, like, our opinions are always changing with all the new news that's happening so like I don't think anyone's really a hypocrite. Just just laugh about everything else. Um totally. And like judge less and you'll be happier. No, totally. I completely agree. Um and I was having this conversation with Gentina about how um everybody is it's such an uncertain time, but everybody when they speak seems so certain about things. But the thing is, there's nothing we're certain about except how we feel in that moment, which might change if we get another set of information or news. So it's a very tricky time, right? Because like we are so, parang, when we see something reactive with such certainty, but what we're seeing is only certain for that limited amount of time and it could change. So yeah, it's a very interesting um, thing that you mentioned. You alluded to that. Yeah, and like everyone has their own way of coping with this thing. Um, some people's way of coping may seem insensitive to others, but we're all just figuring it out right now. The whole world is on pause. So just laugh about it. Na lang. No, totally. And I wanted to ask you what the what funny moments you can share that are ECQ, um, ECQ specific. What's funny? Well, when everyone was running to the grocery on March 15, getting all the essentials and doing all those important things. I made a mad dash for Mega Mall to get my Johanna Ortiz and H&M collection. And then I nice. went to your stand to get my Claran's um, tonic oil for my belly. And that was about it. Then I went home. <laughs> and then I got ready for the ECQ. I can't cook if my life depended on it. And I had a very kind friend who sent me pizza dough and all the ingredients. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Um, so that I could practice and do something productive like cooking. And um, it was the best ingredients and the instructions were all there. Um, I think they're even on four women now. I'm not sure. All the instructions of baking pizza. But... Mm. I failed. So I am doing very well with my plant parenting, but I still cannot cook if my life depended on it. 
with all the instructions and ingredients. I think you will master cooking once it becomes a serious interest, to be totally honest with you. Um, thank you so much, Audrey. That was, that was a really, you know, that was really great. All the information and um, really interesting insights that you've shared with us. We are honored to have you on our podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you before and after the recording. <laughs> Absolutely same. I completely agree. And um, we're really wishing you the best um, as you give birth to your baby. And um, we hope that you have a very good experience at the hospital and um, kind of an incredible first few days with your new baby when he or she arrives. So thank you again, Odds. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jet. tuning into the unlock philippines podcast we are definitely learning as we go along as this is a homegrown and homespun effort using whatever tools are available to us at the moment we hope you have found this uplifting and useful and if you would like to reach out to us we are at unlockph.podcast at gmail.com see you next week